welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dotson. And welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Rich Dotson, here with my fellow nerds, Matt O'Hara. Hello. And Mike Yozipovich. Hello. And today we are going to talk training camp and what has transpired so far, what's going on in the NFL world, and where we stand with our fantasy teams. Uh, we're about a week in, a little over a week into training camp. We've already had some intra-squad scrimmages going on, and there is a lot happening. We're only a week in. We already have a lot of injuries. We have some breakout, you know, not breakout stars, but some guys really excelling into camp. And we have some question marks, too, and a couple suspensions, and we're going to get into all that today. Uh, and we are also going to do a Dynasty Nerds t-shirt giveaway for all our podcast listeners out there. So if you want the glorious, awesome uh, t-shirt of the Dynasty Nerds t-shirt, uh, we will do. We will let you know at some point in this podcast how you can win that uh, via Twitter. And they're nice. They're really nice. 50-50. Oh, mm-hmm. 50-50 is the way to go. We've uh, Everybody that's won one has been very pleased. I still rock mine out in public. Uh, and if you want to enhance your wardrobe, just listen to us, and we will let you know how. And you know what? It's free. And I love free. Yeah, that's my favorite kind. Yeah, three ninety nine can't beat it. So, I mean, let's 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 start off now with guys that have been shining out in a uh, training camp, and you know, a lot of them pleasantly surprised our rookies. And one thing that I'm starting to see here, and one thing I'm starting to look, I mean, I think this draft class is going to be really special. I mean, you know how, I mean, mostly you have a lot of bust, you know, it's 50-50. I have a strong feeling. I, I bet a lot of this, like our first, second round picks are going to transpire and be really good. I think we're going to find a lot of success in this class. I think 10 years from now, we're going to look back at this class and we're going to think it's a really special class. I just saw a picture yesterday of Martavis Bryant. Uh, Dan sent me a video of Martavis Bryant. He just made a fantastic catch in practice. And I, and I tweeted him, he's, he's really going to push Marcus Wheaton and, you know, Martavis Bryant, somebody, now, I'm not, he's not one of the guys I have down, but I just saw the video yesterday, and I was like, wow, you know, that was a pretty fantastic catch. Yeah, deep, deep for wide receivers. I mean, we set it for podcasts and podcasts, but it's, it's going to be, it's going to be a good class, uh, go down in the history, I think. Yeah, the one guy who stood out the most, and I'm hearing the most about, uh, through their beat writers, through their coaches, and through teammates, is Brandon Cooks. I mean, this is with a guy that when we first started doing our rankings, we were a little bit down on. And boy, in the very beginning, what did we know? Because this guy, and now obviously that has all changed, but he has been doing amazing. I mean, he in his intra-squad scrimmage, he had like just the other day, he had six catches with a touchdown. I mean, this guy looks electric. It looks like he's going to have value this year for your redraft leagues as a solid wide receiver three. And his ADP ADP right now is right around nine, uh, ten, right around there. So this guy is looking like he's going to be a stud. Everything we talked about him going to the Saints, the best position all those sprawls catches everything it looks like this guy is going to be a stud and he's looking fantastic in camp and he's the number one guy that's on my radar right now and all these rookie drafts we we're talking before he was going three four in our dynasty rookie draft i got him at six which was straight stealing uh so and if i had to redo my rookie drink i still love jordan matthews i'm not getting off that bandwagon long term but I mean, it, I'm I'm moving Cooks up over when our new rankings will, should be out this week. I, I'm moving Cooks up over Matthews. Just 
based off of that, uh, you know. I mean, he's I've having heard. a great camp. Right. I, he's in an awesome position, and, yeah, I would agree. I mean, yeah, all, he's probably moving up. I'm not sure if I'm going to put him over. I, will, I guess we'll see when the rankings come up. Right. I, I you know, but like, before, uh, like, in the combine and all the pre-draft hype, everyone was loving Cooks. We were a little bit down on him. Just, we were just questioning his size and, you know, things of that nature, and he went to the perfect spot, and he's still continuing doing what everyone – was excited about him like in the combine in the combine in the pre-draft uh workout so it seems everything that i've read is all positive and he's going to be a stud from day one yeah i agree i mean stud, that, and that's the most important thing from day one and what you know what i like about from day one studs they only get better they only get better in the offense and they only get better in the system and new orleans with sean payton not only do they have a top tier hall of fame quarterback they have a great system that they run as well right and we do, like Mike said, uh, check out DynastyNerds.com, and we will be updating our rankings. We'll be tweeting those out there as well uh, this week. Uh, we're going to be redoing our rankings, getting ready for the year. Then we'll redo them. From there, we'll probably redo them every two weeks uh, to stay on top of everything. But Brandon Cooks, I mean, again, and I don't argue with that. I, I'm still probably going to keep Jordan Matthews three because I like just his long-term size, his system as well. Uh, Chip Kelly's system is another great system, but I'm going to probably keep Matthews at three. But it's it's literally it's splitting hairs it's not like you can go wrong yeah i and I, and i agree you know i agree it's splitting hairs i just like in my mind i just keep visioning drew Brees the cooks just sounds so good you know so compared to nick Foles, too yeah you know i yeah. i just want to it'll just hey let me see maybe like if i catch you know a preseason eagles game or something maybe that'll change my mind yeah. it could go either way but i think this week when i when the rankings come out, I'm going to flip-flop those and When you're two. talking long-term, too, though, I mean, I know Drew Brees just recently <laughs> came out and said he wanted to play until he's 45. I mean, Brees is, what, 36? Yeah, something like that. So, I mean, it, it has somewhat of a factor as well. Right. Chances are he's not going to make it to 45 at a high level. How least. sweet would that be, I mean, Nick Foles, yeah. Yeah, it would be awesome. <laughs> but, Nick, you know, Nick Foles is obviously really young. So, yeah, there's a brighter future probably, or at least a longer-term Well, there's future. not rave reviews coming out of camp about Nick Foles. I mean, there's nothing overly bad, but... At the same time, there's no guarantee he's the future there as well. But you do got for both guys, you got guaranteed a good system. I mean, Sean Payton ain't going anywhere, no matter what happens. And it doesn't look like Chip Kelly's going anywhere as well. So yeah, Brandon Cooks. Uh, you know, if you haven't had your dynasty draft let yet, he, there's no way you should get back three or four. Absolutely, there's no way. Um, if and if you need a running back, I've I've gotten a lot of questions about people that need running backs and they're sitting there at like three because that's usually the case when you sit right. like three and four and like, well, should I just take Hyde or Sankey? I tell everybody to take Hyde over Sankey anyways, but trade down, man. Just trade down. Even if you could trade down one spot, you know, for somebody that really wants that Cooks or Matthews or two spots where you, you can still get one of those guys because you know the other guy wants to run. You know, if you want to take a running back, you could trade down a couple spots because Ebron might go there too. And if, you're, if that's the guy you want to take, trade down. Pick up a third if you can because there's still good quality talent there in the third round of this year's draft. Again, Martavis Bryant went in the third round of almost every mock draft we did and saw and participated in. And again, that's somebody that might have really good value in the third round. Yeah, I, I totally I agree with that. Someone I wanted to get in our, you know, for our main dynasty draft and just went went ahead of me. So disappointed. Yeah, so, so that's my that's my number one response. I've been telling everybody on like our, our forum at you know, if you get on dynastynerds.com, we answer all the questions on the forum or at Twitter. It's a big question I get. I'm like, hey, I'm sitting at three or four. I need a running back. Who do I take Sankey or Hyde? I'm like, if you're a three or four man, trade down. You know, just make the move. Again, if even if you pick up a third heck if nobody, the best you can get is a fourth, if you're going to pick a running back, trade down. You know, just trade. There's still right. quality there. Yeah. I mean, I didn't tell people if you can get really good quality, you can trade down to like eight, nine, 
10 and still pick up like a Terrence West or a Devontae Freeman. Um, and, you know, t- let's talk about Terrence West. Terrence West is another guy I, I had on here for me about that's looking really good in camp. And I still think Ben Tate is the starter there. I still think he'll be the number one fantasy back. But I really like what I've seen out of Terrence West so far in camp. I know they had their intra-squad scrim- scrimmage yesterday. He had a nice 14-yard run. Uh, really fitting well in uh, Kyle Shanahan's one zone, you know, zone one cut get up field uh, system. So yeah, Terrence West has looked really well. It's surprisingly, he's, he's uh, you know, reports say that he's he's showing well in the passing game too, both in the blocking and catching aspect of yeah, the passing two, game. Two really nice one handed yeah, one handed grabs he's making. So that's really impressive. And if he keeps that stuff up there, I mean, they're gonna he's gonna force their hand and he's gonna get on the field. This yeah, year. he's gonna get on the field. I mean, it seems like he might get a third of the carries. It might be like twenty and ten. You right. know, yeah, take the West. I can you see know? that for sure. But plus, and Deion Lewis will probably. You know, get a carrier too. They're you know, they're going to so. be running the ball an awful lot. They right, they have, have to. They, they have no have wide much, receivers. Yeah, they so. don't have much to pass to. So, and they're going to. I mean, that's probably just going to be part of their game plan too. Cause they're going to be. They're going to try to win games defense and running the ball. Right, ground and pound. And yeah, they are going to run the ball. And we all know Ben Tate is not durable. So, like, if you have a redraft league, you know, one of my theories this year is I've been targeting re- you know, all these mocks I do a couple of week. I've been targeting Ben Tate because I just think that's a really good value at around like round seven. But then you get Terrence West at around, you know, round 10 ADP. And, that, again, it, if you're going to talk about a guy that's staying healthy and guys that are consistently hurt, Ben Tate has been consistently hurt. And that's his backup to Arian Foster. Now he's going to be the man in Cleveland that's going to run the ball a lot. And, I, you know, I, I, as a Browns fan, I hope he stays healthy. Uh, mm-hmm. I think he's going to do really well in the system, which he has proven in Kyle Shanahan's system. But none of his injuries have been ones that you got to really worry about. I mean, you know, like lingering or anything. I, I'm not the injury part that for him doesn't really bother me like it would some of the other guys that have been out there. Well, I mean, last year was the ribs, right? Right. And then what was it? His, ankle? his rookie year was, was his ankle, right? Yeah, so and it's not like your it. knee or, you know, lingering hamstrings, at which we have a lot going on right now. Yeah. You know, it's nothing like that. I, I don't know. I'm not too worried. I think I think Ben Tate's going to be sweet, and yeah. I think, Terrence West is going to be good just because they're going to get a lot of opportunities. Yeah, I mean, 10 carries a game, you really can't, you know, as a rookie. For a rookie, right. Yeah. You know, that'll that'll show you where he's at. And then moving forward to, you know, two, three years, you know, year three is probably where you'll see the yeah, huge he, breakout for him. That, that's the main point here. Terrence West is clearly the future. Yeah, I think so. Cleveland. And Isaiah Kroll has looked pretty good so far yeah. in camp as well. Um, but, I mean, Terrence West, before, he was always – you know, early in the year, he was like a second-round, high second-round pick. He's clearly a first-round pick, and there's no way he should get out of the first round of any rookie draft. And you shouldn't have any hesitation of drafting this guy. It looks like he is going to be legit. The Browns trade up in the third round to get him, and he will be the eventual starter there. And he does have value this year as well, so he's shining camp. Uh, another guy, uh, again, this, this has no de- – I knew this all along. He's the most, one of the most for-sure prospects I've ever talked about. And if you've listened to our podcast from day one, you know – how I feel about Sammy Watkins and anybody that takes Mike Evans over Sammy Watkins still I I could pl- strongly disagree I know it's splitting hairs again but I mean Sammy Watkins and I was on uh I was on Sirius XM the other night talking to Bob Harrison those guys and I can't remember who the guest w- host was and I was like you know Sammy Watkins still be the clear-cut number one and he's like oh, I think Mike Evans just because of EJ Manuel I'm like there's one thing that EJ Manuel is not for sure there forever but one thing for is sure is Sammy Watkins. Like Tampa's got better quarterback, right? You know, yeah, what that, yeah, that make no sense. No, it doesn't. And well, and then he also mentioned me possibly Sankey. I mean, so obviously this guy had no idea what he was talking about in come dynasty, right? Right. Yeah. But Sammy, I mean, he's. I saw that. I mean, I'm sure a lot of us have seen. If you haven't, you should look it up. That video of 
Sammy in the end zone, and he trips and catches himself, gets up, makes a one-handed snag. It's just it's sick. I mean, he, this guy's he's been someone we've been waiting on for three years to get into the league, and I'm excited to watch him tonight in oh. the in the uh, Hall of Fame game. Yeah, very excited to watch him tonight. Yeah, he's going to – I mean, again, it just proves to me – I mean, he's the first – I'm hearing reports this guy's the first one in the building, the last one out of the building. He's out there running routes by himself. This guy is going to be a superstar. Right. And those are the things that, you know, we, we don't know about until we start reading about him. We know that he's talented and, and you know, he's got right. elite skills. But we don't know this kind of stuff going, you know, pre-draft. And now that you're hearing this, it's even better, you know. So if he's going to have that kind of work ethic along with the talent that he has, he is going to be a bona fide number one for sure. He's going to be a top five wide receiver within a couple of years for sure. Yeah, and redraft, I mean, again, he's somebody else like in – I put a tweet out there, and a lot of people like the tweet where I felt I, I put out there that I think dynasty players are better redraft players just because we know, not that we know more, but we study more. We follow it all year long. You're, you're talking about people that play dynasty are better at redraft. Yes. Okay. And we know def- definitely smarter. Yes. Yes, Mike, you are definitely smarter than all redraft players. As right. Well. Exactly. And exactly. again, I mean, from what I'm seeing, I have Sammy Watkins, and, you know, people are like, oh, I'm not b- I'm big on Buffalo because EJ Manuel or anything. I think Sammy Watkins has redraft value. He's somebody I'm literally, I'm targeting. I like to go the re- good receivers early. And you can get him as like your fourth receiver, which I think he's going to put you in position this year. Him and Cooks both might, for like a, a, such a good wide receiver three, he might put you in position where you'd be able to trade the second receiver you drafted for like anything else you need on your team. And getting players like him, like Sammy Watkins and Brandon Cooks later that you know about can put you in position to trade a better player because you know you can get quality numbers out of these rookies for a quality running back or a quality tight end or quarterback. Yeah, for redraft, I definitely think they have value year one r- r- right away. Well, those so. are, these are the kind of guys that can win you championships too in redrafts. Right, no one else sees them coming. You you snag them late, and then you're, you know, you're riding those guys at the end of the year yeah, right in championships. I mean, the easy part. I mean, it's all easy when you the redraft. You know, leagues. It's easy in the first rounds when you when you're taking. I mean, when you're oh, what do I pick? Demarius Thomas or Des Bryant? You're, it's a win win situation there. You know, bar an injury, these guys are going to be studs. It's when you start getting around six, seven, eight, nine, ten. This is where you win championships. Where these guys are picking people on name like Wes Welker, uh, things along those lines, or Frank Gore. And this is where you really start to win championships because you know depth. You know where these people are sitting on depth charts. You know their opportunity they're going to give, and you know some of these guys. You know way more sneaky guys than than most. And those are three guys. I named all three rookies. You guys have any guys that you've seen that are starting out of camp that you like? You guys want to talk about? Um, I mean, I just wrote a report, um, I think it was yesterday or the day before, that, that Keenan Allen is showing really well. And actually, he's got, they're saying he's showing more speed than last right, year. Right, yeah. I, is, I probably read the same article yeah, that well, he's like bigger. You, know, you put on some weight yeah. and he's faster. Which is great news. I mean, he, he was sounds already, focused. Yeah, he already did a great job last year. And if he's going to speed up his game, too. We know he came into last year with, you know, a little bit of knee lingering. Right, knee yeah. Well, that's why he fell in the draft. That's why he fell in the draft. But he still produced well. If he's going to show right. more speed, I mean, sky's the limit for that guy. He did really well as a rookie. So I'm yeah. pretty excited about and that. And he might bring Phillip Rivers back to life a little bit, yeah. you know. Yeah, so. yeah those agree. are those are two good. I like, again, Keen Allen, I like what you said, how you brought him out, because I saw the same reports. And I'm I'm starting to really get even higher on Keen. He's going to be somebody that's probably rising here. He's already high in my rankings anyways. But, I mean, this is a guy we're talking about that he is getting a pub, and everybody knows about him, and he is considered legit, but he still might not be getting enough credit where he deserves. Just from what he did last year, the opportunity right. that he is in, the system that he is in as well, right. uh, Keenan Allen is like a, might be a future top six fantasy receiver here, and that's really good value. And he's somebody else that I'm seeing 
in redraft leagues, first of all, Phillip Rivers, you can get super late, which I totally believe on sitting quarterbacks. You get guys like Jay Cutler and Phillip Rivers later, and even somebody like a Ben Roethlisberger later that will still throw for like 4,000 yards. You know, maybe not as many touchdowns or not a superstar, but that will get you by. But Keenan Allen is somebody that you can draft, you know, early third of your redraft league, probably right around there, and get wide receiver one numbers from. Right. And I read the same things about Keenan Allen. He's just, you know, and as long as his knees hold up, this guy's a superstar. Absolutely. Yeah, it's probably just because he's in San Diego. You just don't hear enough about him. Well, San Diego's been down, but I mean, right. look at Vin- what Vincent Jackson did there with Philip Rivers and where that right. put him. And Vincent Jackson, he's, I, I think you can get more consistency out of Keenan Allen than you would have Vincent Jackson. And that was uh, Vincent's biggest down throw, you know, fall. Definitely early in his career is his inconsistency. Right. Um, so, yeah, Keenan Allen's a good one, Matt. That's a good one to, that's rising up the boards and looking really good in camp so far this week. You got anybody, Mike? Uh, I think we touched on everybody, you know, uh, that we wanted to. I don't know if you have anyone else. I believe um, you had mentioned this before. Maybe you forgot, but Calvin Benjamin, you said, was doing well oh, in camp as well. Yeah. Now, I'm just now seeing these reports that, and I just saw a tweet this morning. I think it was Rappaport or somebody that was in Carolina, like, the next pass that Kelvin drops in practice will be his first. Which is surprising for me because he yeah. did have some issues with that, uh, and it's great to hear that he's doing better. Yeah, and I know you were down on Kelvin, Matt, and that was specifically why. You just you weren't consistent in his hands enough. And I know, right. Mike, you were big on him because you right. were going to the points of his yardage was fantastic right. in, in school, and he was a big reason they won. And Kelvin Benjamin's looking. You know, we all knew the opportunity was there. And I was worried about him because I was same thing. I was somewhat worried about his catching, but I was more worried about the pressure that he was going to be in in Carolina being the number one guy. And everything I'm reading, that he worked out with Cam in the offseason, and him and Cam are in a really good report right now. And if he's catching everything, look out. Yeah, I mean, that's that was one of my biggest is- issues with him was definitely his hands. And if, if he's going to work that issue out, and, you know, maybe it was just a concentration thing, who knows, and maybe he's, you know, upped his game there a little bit. But if, if it's not going to be an issue, he does – have some huge red zone target. Yeah, he has some huge. upside. His so. touchdowns are just alone going to be put him in value. Now, yeah, maybe in college, maybe he does have something else on his mind. Like maybe he's worried about like Jameis Winston stealing his wallet or something. You yeah. know, what I mean, <laughs> who knows? The possibilities are endless there. But yeah, Kelvin Benjamin. What I've I haven't watched a lot. I obviously, obviously, I can't watch Charlotte's camp or uh, Carolina's camp. But I'm the last couple of days. It's a lot's been coming out about Kelvin and his hands and his routes, and he's looking really good. He's going to be the number one receiver there, likely. Good, because I took him in the first round in our draft. Jackpot. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, another, again, it's, it's just funny that we're all talking about rookies, and that's why I went to open the show with uh, saying a lot of these rookies in this class is going to be special, I really think. Because guys that we were somewhat even hesitant about are like Kelvin Benjamin, where Devontae Adams was some points going ahead of Kelvin Benjamin. I would reverse that when I do our rookie rankings now. This is going to affect my rankings from what I'm hearing out of camp, and I'm going to put Kelvin Benjamin back, back up where I had him in the beginning of the year. And again, I mean, I'm I'm happy to hear that Matt's a little bit higher on him now as well. Yeah, it's about time. I mean, yeah, I, I I'll come around to a guy that yeah, you know, actually catches the ball. <laughs> it's it's one people like his college tape. He dropped a lot of balls, man. So if he's gonna catch them, and who knows, you know, maybe he'll make something of himself. Yeah, and and it's nice to see that you know maybe you're turning the tides on Benjamin, and I'm kind of turning the tides on one of your guys, someone I know we want to talk about, Devontae Freeman, right? Oh yeah, yeah, you like him a lot. Of course and I do. Now yeah. with the. Uh, Injury the the hammy to uh, Stephen Jackson, which so, Matt predicted a two weeks predi- ago on their predicted, show. Predicted, yeah. Well, I mean, he's got a past history. I'm not gonna like sit back and be like, oh, I'm the smartest guy ever. He just right. had a, he had a, you know he had a history of it. And as and, Matt texts me, I'm the smartest guy ever. <laughs> well, whatever. That was between me and you. I thought, uh, <laughs> but 
I mean, he just had a history of it. Hammies have a tendency to come back and, and be an issue repeatedly. So, you know, of, of course it happened. Yeah, so let's get into injuries here, the injury segment of our show here uh, where the boo-boos are coming out. Steven Jackson is hurt again, and mm-hmm. they're saying he's going to be ready for week one. It's his hammy. He's 31, which is a shame because they're saying that he felt rejuvenated going there, but who gonna, that's his pub. You know, I'm not yeah. really buying I am not buying that either. And that that worries me. It's weird. Evan Silva was just t- tweeting out. A lot of people were asking him about Devontae Freeman. He's like, well, I think he's going to you know, help an NFL team more than a fantasy team, and I I disagree. I disagree as well. Yeah, I do also. I mean, if he can pass catch and everything, I mean, Atlanta's going to throw the ball more. And if Freeman can get in there, I mean, I think he could run the ball well. I think he could pass protect well. And I think he can catch the ball well. Yeah. So, I could, I mean, I know Evan Silva is going to forget more about fantasy football than I will know, but I completely disagree with him on this. If, I think if Freeman's the man, I think he's a high-end running back too. I'm actually pretty excited for um, Hard Knocks. I've never really gotten into that show. Love that show. I, I It starts this week, I think, the August 5th. And, I mean, obviously, Devontae Freeman's going to be a, pretty big piece of that puzzle and i just want to check out to see how he's doing so that's not a bad place to look yeah i mean they're, they're gonna run three wide receiver sets they're probably gonna eliminate the tight end not like but he's not gonna, completely but i mean yeah. gonzalez is gone and you know exactly. the, the backup is not the same you know and i know dan just wrote a piece on what Atlanta's is going to do replace tony gonzalez which is on uh at dynastynerds.com. uh you can check that out that dan just wrote it's pretty good but yeah i mean they're gonna run three receiver sets with harry douglas i think they're gonna throw the ball a lot but if Freeman's in there and they throw the ball a lot and he doesn't have anybody open, he's going to check down to Freeman. And he's going to be a PPR, a solid PPR back. I, yeah, I, I definitely believe so. They like throwing out to, they like throwing in the backs. I think, I mean, uh, Jacquez Rogers got like 50 something catches last year and that was in a part time role. So. Yeah, and he sucks. Yeah. <laughs> so that's, that's being kind. Yeah, I, I took that turd. <laughs> the, I mean, sorry, Jacquez, if you're listening, which you're probably not, but. You know, I was really big on him coming out of college. Yes, and I took were. him in the first round when he came out. Or no, it was a, I'm sorry, it was the second round. It was, I yeah. Kendall Winslow at the time for him. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it, this is a really good situation to keep your eye on. I mean, if if it if it's a hammy situation where Steven Jackson's going to miss almost all preseason, not willingly, like, just to keep him fresh, then that's something that can definitely linger throughout the season. Yeah, and he's old. He's old. His father time catches up to everybody. 31. Yeah. 31-year-old hammies. Unless you're Fred right. Jackson. I mean, I look at some of these injuries and, like, you know, the ones that we're going to touch on, and it's like, do they affect, like, how I would, how I have my rankings? And, like, hearing Steven Jackson's injured again, like, that affected my, I was like, I'm moving him down even further than I already had him, and I'm moving Devontae Freeman up. Yeah. Now, whereas, like, some of the other guys we might talk about, I'm like, ah, that's not that big of a deal. He's going to, I'm still keeping him where he's at. But just seeing how old he is, the you know, the previous year, just, I don't know. I'm just, not, he's, he's done to me. It's a case by case basis. Right. Is what it basically boils down to. You have to uh, attack every injury differently. Right. Yeah. I mean, and, this, and Steven Jackson redraft or dynasty, the facts are the facts. He's 31 years old. Uh, he gets paid about 4 million a year. So he's getting paid good money for a running back. And if he misses a lot of time this year, like he missed last year and Devontae Freeman looks good. Steven Jackson's going to find himself on the street next year. And how many teams are you going to see out there scouring to sign a 32-year-old running back, no matter what his name is? And Zero. Yeah. This could, and, and he might just find a situation where then he's, he doesn't get, he's not going to get paid enough or the opportunity's not going to be there. And instead of do that and taint his career, he might just call it quits. So we all know that Steven Jackson's on the back nine. But this hammy is definitely alarming. Uh, we're gonna, again, we're going to pay attention to it. And we have really good insight on this with hard knocks, like Matt uh, mentioned. So. 
definitely paid attention to this situation. Yeah, so if you're in like a redraft, to me, I'd let someone else worry about Steven Jackson. And if you're in Dynasty, I would consider moving Devontae Freeman up. Yeah, and you're going right. to – I tweeted out that I'm going to do redraft rankings this year. Yeah. Um, I'm going to do my top 200. And people are going to be – a lot of people are going to be surprised about where I'll put some of these guys so low. And I put them so low on my list specifically because I know somebody else is going to take them. And that way, obviously, I, I'm gonna, I can't put a top 200 out where I just take people off the board. It doesn't make sense. But I'm going to put them lower on my list just because I know they'll be gone by that point. Because when I do redraft, there's players that I literally just scratch off my list. Right, but you, it's like one of those weird things. You have to rank them. When you know what I mean? Top 200. Right. Yes. But you're, you're just like, you know what? I'm going to let somebody else worry about this guy. I'm, I'm just going to skip him. But at the same thing, you know, you have to put them on, on the list. But you know in your head you're not yeah. ranking them. So still, you're going to move them down far enough where – It'll never be an issue. Absolutely. And Steven Jackson, I mean, I'll admit, if Steven Jackson's healthy, he can stay fully healthy in the offense, he'll put up, you know, running back two numbers. But at this point, it's going to be kind of hard to trust somebody like him. Yeah, you can get no trust. Uh, and let's talk about another guy that it's, it's been hard to trust the last couple of years that's already hurt as well, Arian Foster. Mm-hmm. Got, the, got the hurt hammy. Right. Uh, that's yeah. Kind of, it's, it's kind of an issue with him lately with this hammy. And it's, it's again, it's, it's something that's hard because when he's in there, He's not old. He's still young, and he's talented, but he just can't stay healthy. Well, he had, I mean, he had the back surgery in the offseason, and now his hamstrings are, are, are acting up, which is, I mean, they're directly related. I was just, yeah, I was just going to say that. I've, I've had bad lower yeah. back issues, and it's always because my hamstrings are too tight. And now this guy's going to have a back injury followed up by hamstring issues. I mean, it sounds like these are going to be interrelated, and he's just going to be dealing with this kind of stuff probably periodically throughout the year and probably yeah. the rest of his career. Yeah, exactly. Honest. Like that's someone that, that's another one where it's like, eh, that I move him down a little bit, and then the, now they're back up. Is it Andre Brown? Andre Brown. Yeah. yeah. So does I mean I don't know. He really doesn't do much for me. They have Alfred Blue. I don't know if. Alfred Blue's a good stash, a late round dynasty right. pick. Just because you never know. Andre Brown would be a good, a solid again, another solid pickup in redraft leagues. Right. Yeah. Because uh, you'll be able to get some value. Because again, like Matt said, this is lingering. So it doesn't have to. It doesn't. It, it could be one of those points where it lingers just enough where they reduce his carries or he tweaks it just a little bit in the second quarter where he sits out the rest of the game and then he he reheals the rest of the week and comes back in. So you're not getting solid. It's going to be really sketchy production right. from Arian Foster. Um. He's somebody that if I have him in Dynasty, that week one, I'm I, I'm I'm ready to sell on Arian Foster and yeah definitely. If, if I get two solid games out of him, I I'm not trusting those. I'm selling high and I'm trying to get I'm trying to move Arian Foster for quality. Uh, and in redraft leagues again, he's somebody that's completely off my board. All right, so I mean you kind of got to look at the situation like where did Bill O'Brien come from? He came from New England. What do they do in New England? They just kind of like churn and burn. They just they just rotate their backs like constantly every couple of years. They're bringing in new backs. Yeah, I could definitely see them moving on from Arian Foster's drafting a young guy and picking up a free agent, and that's just it closes the book on Arian Foster's mm-hmm. there there in Houston as a feature back. And he'll go sign in like Oakland, right? Exactly. <laughs> Finish his career there, where oh, I guess old running backs go to die or whatever. <laughs> San Antonio, right? <laughs> yeah, San Antonio Raiders. <laughs> so yeah, Foster for me is somebody that if I am a Foster owner, I'm trying. I am. I'm depressed about the situation because he has a talent, but I mean, I'm I'm moving him, man. I'm I I recommend that you wait, see what you can get out of him, wait for a couple good games together. I know even if you need him, turn him in for a young back, see if you can get some quality there. It, again, even if you can move him for a first round pick next year, there's gonna be some quality running backs uh, next year with the Gurleys and the Melvin Gordons next year 
uh, in a rookie draft. And I've been telling everybody next year's draft is going to be a really quality. This year's receiver. Next year's going to be a really good rookie running back draft. So if you can get him for a first, then I would do that. And when you move him, there's still a chance where that guy's going to, he needs that running back to make that championship push. That Foster will probably be hurt, and then he can't make that champion push anyways. Yeah, so like in so just to cap it off in redrafts, you're thinking uh, Andre Brown has some value in redrafts, yes. just yet. Yeah. And then for Dynasty, a late round stash might be out for Blue. You just never know. You know, might have more value now. Yeah, because again, I mean Andre Brown. I mean he he doesn't have like major injury concern. He had that broken leg, I think, or something like that. Yeah. a year ago. But Andre Brown, I mean he he's he's not a starter, but he's a good filling back. Right. Um. Let's go. Well, uh, one more before getting to serious injuries here. Michael Crabtree, hurt. Right. Yeah. Hammy. Nothing Hammy. too serious. Yeah. But this still. one. Yeah. This one. Like. Like This one doesn't bother me. I don't. You know. I think he'll be fine. That's what, based off everything I read. It sounds like it's not too serious. So. Well, it's a Hammy, so it, it's not. I mean, you just gotta make sure. As long as it, I just want to monitor. If it's a week, he's just out a week. Then no worries. Right. He's out for like two and a half weeks, three weeks, and I'm starting to get a little worried about that a little bit. Uh, Crabtree still has great value. I still think he's good. Uh. The 49ers have a great offensive line, gives Cap time. Uh, Kaepernick should take a big step forward this year. We'll see how they throw the ball. You know, they got, you know, Stevie Johnson, Anquan Bolden, Vernon Davis, uh, and Crabtree. Crabtree's hands down the best. And he's in the contract year. So he's going to do everything he can to get in that field and put up numbers. So, yeah, it doesn't worry me. I just want to bring it up because he is out. Right. Just, yeah, just whatever. Nothing too serious. Might might miss a week of practice. And it's not related to any of his other previous injuries. So I I don't know. As of right now, not. To me, I'm not concerned. Okay. Well, Another guy that had like a, a not very serious injury I just wanted to touch on real quick is uh, Jordan Cameron. He left the intra-squad scrimmage yes. after like one series with just like a shoulder injury that was deemed nothing, nothing serious, serious left just kind of a precautionary thing. But so if you read about it, it's nothing big and, and you know, kind of move Well, on. let's stay a tight end. That happened yesterday that you brought on. The first thing you walked in is Colt Lerla. Yeah. Uh, he left the game on crutches yesterday and came down pretty bad so that's another thing we're gonna, i don't know anything yet because it just happened yesterday but i mean that's bad news i mean this guy's athletic they need a tight end uh he just started now like these last couple of days to start getting more pub and there's a chance now if he's out i mean he might get cut they might go in the injury settlement on him so. well yeah chances are though if he's injured they might just try to sneak him out of the practice squad so yeah, that's waiver, I mean, yeah waivers, injured yeah. waivers practice squad that's kind of something that the packers are big on they do that kind of stuff so that that could be where he ends up, unfortunately. Yeah, I mean, so again, another rookie monitor. Uh, that's a that's that as well. Um, he's a late. I mean, he's a, he's a mid round pick right now in dynasty leagues. Uh, I had him a bet of Richard Rodgers. If I had to flip that now because the injury, I'd, it's probably one A and one B. It's probably splitting hairs. Uh, and let's get to some more serious injuries. Let's go. Let's go back to the Bay. Well, Michael James, mm-hmm. you know, out four to six weeks with a dislocated elbow and kennel hunter tore his acl he's out for the year yeah i guess that's the third dislocated elbow that uh michael james has had since playing like like he had one in college or maybe two in college one in high school or one in high school one in college and now one in the pros i believe is what i read but it's definitely three which is alarming i mean yeah that has to be it's a painful. loose elbow yeah that's seriously tighten up those, yeah that's that's not good tighten up those tendons right so, I mean, it does do one. I just wrote an article on this, too. It's on, again, dynastynerds.com. Check it out. It's about, it's called titled Hyde running up the boards. I wrote about Carlos Hyde. This does wonders for Carlos Hyde. He's, he was our number one running back in the beginning of the year consensus. It kind of shot, threw us off that he was the third back taken in the draft. But, I mean, this does good for Hyde. I mean, again, Frank Gore's old, or uh, he's been consistent, but he's older now. I mean, and 
I think they're going to want to keep him fresh and they're going to cut back his carries. And there's yeah. nobody else there to cut back the carries with. So right. it's Carlos Hyde. He's going to get some carries. I mean, you're going to want a guy that's ended the last year at a career year and set record, Ohio State records with a 7.31 yards per carry average. He's going to San Fran that, you know, they ran the ball the third most last year. They averaged 31.4 catches, run, rushes a game last year. So they're going to scale back Gore a little bit. and they give them, that, That's going to put a hiding about the 12 to possibly 14 carries a game. Absolutely. Right, and they want Gore healthy for the – because the 49ers, their Super Bowl caliber team, yeah. they want they want Gore healthy, you know, down the stretch. So, yeah, definitely Hyde's going to get a lot of carries, I think. And, and behind them, they really don't have much else. Alfonso Smith and, you know, uh, another guy they saw was like uh, – A guy? <laughs> yeah, I forget his name, I'd be honest. Jewel Hampton. Jewel, like, yeah. yeah, I mean, really, no one – They'd who get are man, these people? Who are these guys? So, so Hyde's in a great situation. Yeah. I mean, injuries, injuries, you know, are obviously bad and they stink. But in this instance, it actually, you know, clears up the waters a little clears bit. It they up, were totally right. muddy. There was all these reps going to all these different players. And now they're, I mean, now they're obviously going to Hyde. And he's, it's really going to help that guy out a lot. Yeah. Get ready for the season. Well, so. Plus, like, too, just for, like, you know, fantasy football purposes. I, I don't know. Like, Hunter and Michael James, they just. They didn't. They didn't do anything for me. To me, they didn't really hold any value, no and it's just but like it still carries. R- right, exactly. But it like it just it makes it, it gets them to where they need to be faster. Carlos Hyde's the guy yeah. moving forward, and he's going to get the carries, and we'll that's the way it down. should be. And that's the way it should. Another be. little ironic point was uh, I read that they were comparing his work ethic, work ethic, Carlos Hyde, that is, to Frank Gore's, and I believe we talked about. Yeah, that. Yeah, we talked about that. That yeah. was a perfect spot for right, him, man. Right, about you know, he's the back that we compared months back. him to. So right. even before he went to the Forty Nine ers, we compared him to like a Frank Gore. Yeah, I mean, running style, and now they're saying the work ethic thing as yeah, well. Yeah, so I thought that was a good spot yeah, for him too, just definitely. to go and you learn from Frank Gore, and then you just take over the reins, you know. So and it, again, it doesn't help that you go to a team that runs the ball a lot. Again, third most last year, and you know now Kaepernick's. You know, it depends on Crafty; they might still run. A little bit, you know, more as well. But last year they had the ninth ranked by P, you know Pro Football po- Focus offensive line, and they could have. You could argue that they do have the the top offensive line in the NFL with Upati and Joe Staley out there, and they have a really good solid offensive line. Got to keep an eye on that Boone uh, holdout. Hopefully he gets back into camp. He's yeah. a pretty pretty good piece of their running game. Yeah, I mean that's solid as well. And it, it, again, I saw a tweet out there too, and it intrigued me that uh you know he's getting paid is like the it was weird because he's getting paid like the 25th best guard or whatever no like, he ra- no 40 something okay well yeah. and whatever it was he ranked out at the same spot too so it was just, you know he's in contract here it's just weird that he's holding out but I, I see him getting back i mean i don't think he has a lot to stand on but well, yeah it's, it is a thing to monitor yes yeah i mean the other he's the starter for a reason he's obviously better than the guy behind him so so you gotta keep an eye on it at least so and it, I mean, where does this like in your rankings wise? Like we all had Sankey. It was kind of hard. Like you had to put Sankey number one. A lot of people. I still had Hyde number one. I didn't. I didn't really care. But uh, yeah, I had. I still had Hyde number one too. But I just made the case of hey, if you need quick return on your investment, you know, Sankey was the way to go. Right. So now, and I've I have heard some rumblings like hey, they still want to use Sean Green out there in Tennessee, and they want to go committee as well. Uh, I don't. I'm not buying it. <laughs> that's good yeah. yeah, that's. But uh. Hyde, I mean, this this has to have Hyde going up your rookie boards where Hyde's been falling because, you know, Sankey's been going, you know, people that need running backs three, four, five, six, and Hyde's been the clear cut. You can get him at seven, possibly eight, you know, in some drafts. And now it's like, hey, if you need a back, take Hyde. 
over Sankey. I mean, that's just my yeah. that's, what, that's my recommendation. I'll stand by it still to this day. I think Hyde's a better back than Sankey. I, I, I thought it all along, and he's the way to go. I'm not sure that it does that for me. I don't think I switch those, you know, how I rank those two guys. But at the same time, what it does is just it's it, it's adding. I mean, it's just so much quality, man, in, in the first round of this year's rookie drafts. It's crazy. Yeah, you gotta like you gotta like the value you're getting after those running back situations. Yeah. I mean, because there, there there's a couple of, you know with Sankey, Hyde, West, and then you have Jeremy Hill and Devontae Freeman. That's five backs. That's five picks that you get really good quality running backs at. I mean, it really makes picking between like four and seven really difficult because you have some tough choices to make, basically. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah, you're right. I mean, do you need a tight end? Do you take Ebron? Right. Do you you need a really need a back? At least you're in a situation where. At some years, like you're forced to take because it's just best player available now. Now a lot of these guys are so close, you can kind of pick for need. You know, nobody can yell at you if you take Hyde over Ebron or Sankey over Ebron or uh, somebody like a Kelvin. If you took those guys over Kelvin Benjamin, you can't argue. Same thing as like if you took Kelvin Benjamin over those guys, you really can't argue the fact. Um, let's talk about one more injury: Jared Aberderis mm. tore his ACL out for the year. That sucks. Yeah, bummer. I mean, a guy that. You know, we weren't maybe relying on or anything like that, but yeah, it, it does stink when a guy that you know he has a little bit of pup coming in and then he just blows out his knee before he gets started. Yeah, that, that's not good. And he was definitely seemed like he was competing for time on special teams right. and like he was going to have a role for the team and they could, you know, like it could bear well for the future if he did well on special teams. You know, so so he's just gonna be a guy again where he, you now you might be able to get him in your rookie drafts a little bit later. Yeah, you should. He and, should slip in your rookie drafts later. Oh, absolutely should. And again, but th- at the same time, this is a guy that I, I remember we talked about this before. You guys disagreed with me again. Uh, I had Jeff Janis over him anyway. So I said I'll take the size over that as well. So yeah. Again, Jeff, Jeff Janis might be somebody to monitor as well. Jeff Janis hasn't been practicing yet either. He apparently came down with shingles. And, and hasn't been practicing at all. Yeah. All right. So those rookies are there. And again, I mean, we, we they still have Cobb. They signed, you know, they re-signed Jordy Nelson, which I totally, totally saw coming. I still think they let Cobb walk. Uh, and you know, with uh, Boykins there as well, it's 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 there's a lot of balls to go around. And obviously, they're still going to run the ball with Eddie Lacy, who's an absolute beast. Um, so before we move on, what else is going on? Before we get to these like suspensions and what else is going on in the NFL, let's get to uh, a question we got on Twitter. Uh, we do have a question on Twitter from uh, bscully121. It says, what what should you expect in return for Lynch in Dynasty Fantasy Football? What can you get for Lynch? Mm. So for like a trade? Yes, that's the question. I mean, I wouldn't take anything less than a first rounder. I know that, I mean, he doesn't have great long-term value probably at this point, but. Yes, I wouldn't take anything less than a first rounder either. And, and, that, and this is where you get to, muddy, with guys like him, you get to muddy waters right. because. If it was a dynasty startup, Lynch would probably be on the back end of my board. He just he just wouldn't really be somebody I wanted just because of age, uh, wear and tear. And he probably won't be on the Seahawks next year, right? Most likely. Yeah. Not. So then you With get salary. to that weird thing where you always see guys going to another team and they don't do as well as they did on their previous team. Which Marshawn Lynch did from going from Buffalo to well, he Seattle. didn't he didn't do anything in Buffalo yeah. really. So and with you know with the team pump you know they're they're pimping Kristen Michael like you know he's the future there already uh so yeah for Lynch my opinion is I wouldn't take anything less from a first because you're gonna give them to somebody that's competing and they're a contender so it's gonna be a later first anyway he will help that team that you trade him to but again it's if you're not a contender that's a strong move you want to make you want to move Marshawn Lynch because his 
if he's not going to help you win now, he is literally has no value to your team. Right, his value is never yeah. going to be higher. It's just going to be going down. Right. And the point of the whole thing is to win, and you know, you obviously can't win this year. You're going to look to the future. Move Lynch. Move Lynch. I would say I'd ask for a first, and I'd ask, and I'd just try and take a gamble on something like maybe like a a prospect, a prospect, or, or like a third round pick or something like that. Yeah, yeah. you got to you got to always start high. Yeah, milk it. But yeah, I mean, he still. Has so we're value. assuming his team, but because but if he's good, you kind of want to hold and try to win, though, right? I mean, if you if you think you can win this year, you keep him. Right, I wouldn't him. trade him. Yeah, and and if you're not going to win. Trade him to trade a contender. And if, yeah. Or if you have depth, if you have three solid running backs that you can get by on, you know, say you have like a T. West, a LaShawn McCoy, and let's just say uh, Toby Gearhart. I'm not trading him in that situation. <laughs> All right. Yeah, no way. <laughs> well, B. Scully, there goes our answer for that question. Now let's get to, uh, let's get to a couple guys that are one possibly suspended and one that is suspended. Uh, Let's start with Ray Rice. Ray Rice is suspended two games. A lot of outrage on this subject. I thought it should have been more games too, but it is what it is. As a fantasy owner, or dynasty owner, this makes you happy. Uh, and doesn't you know he's a wife beater, but it is what it is. And he's suspended two games, which puts Bernard Pierce into a starting role for at least two games. And you know Bernard Pierce is twenty four, six foot two thirty, had a really I know he had shoulder surgery in the offseason, and he had a really unimpressive 2013 with a 2.9 average. Played all 16 games. The highest he got was over, like, 56 yards, 57 yards. He's going to start two games for sure, which holds some value for him. And, you know, in 2012, he had 4.9 yards for average. And he's going to Baltimore, which, they're you know, once they got Eugene Monroe, their offensive line got better. They're still the 23rd-ranked offensive line last year to PFF. And... You know they have they have a new right tackle. They have a new center there. It's just but everything I saw to Bernard Pierce wasn't. I never really. I'm not a big Bernard Pierce. Yeah, fan. well, their whole running game last year didn't do anything really because I mean Ray Rice only had 660 yards and uh, I think his yards per carry was like 3.1 or something. Like, yeah, it's yeah. horrendous. So I think just like on horrible year. Yeah, I think just on a whole their running game was just non-existent. And I've heard good things about Rice so far in camp. Well, they're changing. They're changing to you know the Cameron uh, uh, system, or Which not helps. the Cameron, uh, the uh, Kubiak system. Sorry, of the the one cut zones, yeah, same as which Cleveland. should help, right? Uh, yeah, because his stats, Ray Rice, has been going down the last two years after his career season in um, 2011. So yeah, he needs a turnaround. This is, could be make or break. You think Rice could be a good buy low candidate? I'll come off, you know, suspended two first games. Uh, he is gonna, you know, he had two, you know, 2012 wasn't as great, 2013 was horrendous. Uh, I could see kind of Rice being really motivated, you know, all this bad pub about him. I could see him being, you know, new yeah. system, really motivated to come in here and do really well. He's and, still kind of, he's 27. Yeah, I think, he's not so. like super old, right? right. So he, it could be he could come back, you know, for and, a couple of years, right? Here. So he might be a good buy low. Candidate. I think if you're a contender, try to try to buy low, play up the, you know, the incident the two game suspension and all that and who knows maybe you can get him on the cheap maybe maybe yeah. like a little something like a second rounder i'll something. tell you one thing rice has got on the boards yeah. in my redraft stuff because you know people are going to skip like, he's suspended you know they won't even say two games they'll say he's suspended right same thing i did that approach with josh gordon last year because he was spending the first four games and he helped me out tremendously afterwards Absolutely. so rice may be a good snag that you can get late just because he's going to miss the two first games, but, I mean, it's just two games. And Right, I mean, because just, I mean, it's a different position, but Josh Gordon missed the first two games and still led the league in receiving. 
So there's still opportunity. Opportunity. Yeah, yeah, right. I mean, and let's face it, some people will take it personal what he did. And they'll want to get rid of them just yeah. based off of that. Oh, I bet. I guarantee. Yeah. People don't like wife beaters. I don't like wife beaters. Me neither. Me neither. Yeah. I mean, yeah, Ray Rice is a punk. We'll get a, you know, that is, is, but I mean, we're talking about fantasy football here. We're not talking about uh, personal life. It doesn't, I don't care what people do in their personal life. I just want them to help me win championships. So it's say, all about winning. Ray Rice play, I mean, he plays every game. Like, dude barely misses any games as it is. So if he just, if he plays the rest of the season, and he just misses those first two games, odds are dudes on your team aren't going to miss a game here and a game there. So it, it might even out by the end of the day, you know, yeah. at the end of the season. So in two games before all the bye weeks. So, he, you know, he's going to be a yeah. perfect bye. I mean, if you want to go heavy receiver, tight end, and get that quarterback and get two good quality backs early and sit on running back for a minute, I, I'm still, I'm highly recommend. And we'll get into this later when we get closer to the season, like my, some of my redraft stuff I like. But like guys like Jeremy Hill, Terrence West, Ray Rice, that can help you later as solid backups that can put up solid running back two numbers. Yeah, and Ray Rice is catching balls out of the backfield, too. So, I mean. Can't beat it. Right. You know, for those free PPR points, you know. In Baltimore, you know, like I said, Gary Kubiak, you know, they're going to, it's going to help Torrey Smith and it's going to help the running game. So, Ray Rice might be a really good buy low candidate right now. And I know Matt and I are in a dynasty league that he just got moved for a ridiculously low price that we tried to veto. We won't even mention it. It's so bad. Oh, my God. Uh, but same thing. He said he, the guy, he said he's like, you know, he's been, he's been, he's been crappy for two years and he's a wife beater. I don't even want that scumbag on my team. Exactly. Like I said, taking it personal. Yeah. And that's, which is dumb. It's, again, guys, that's just dumb. Because uh, you're just, you're hurting yourself more than anybody for somebody else that's, you know, for somebody else what they did. But yeah, I recommend. If if you put a, put some if you all the guys in your leagues put an offer out there for Ray Rice, just that you think that you're going to hire in, and I bet I bet I mean I'd like to know if some of you guys could tweet at us like let us know how some of those work out, and you'll be surprised how many people probably will say yes mm-hmm. and do it now, you know, because again, two games suspended, people that's going to be in people's head. Uh, and let's move on to Josh Gordon. The guy, I mean, it's, Josh Gordon, young, one of the best receivers in the NFL, superstar. Uh, I do find his situation really sketchy. Just because oh. I mean, how I thought he was the dumbest person alive, which he's still pretty dumb because he's still around the weed on not buying the secondhand smoke concept. Like, mm-hmm. I'll, just hit, I'll just hit it once, man. I'll just hit it once. I can't. But, but you know, he has a strong case here where half the specimen was low. Another one was just in that one nanogram I, I, I was hearing, you know, it's one billionth of a liter. One billionth of a liter. And the odds of it being A and B, it's really starting to look like Josh Gordon will not be suspended for the whole year. You're very optimistic. You're too optimistic. He's suspended for the year. I guarantee it. They came out. They they met like for like sure ten hours. Ten hours. And over now this. they're He's continuing done, it on man. Monday. He's done. And you yeah. know what? Even he, the guy just cannot stay on the straight and narrow. I, would I just bet you a calzone right now that he is not suspended the whole year. I'm in. All right. All right. Hear that Deal. Oh. Be eating good on Sundays. Uh, yeah. I mean, I know it, it seems like it's an all or nothing. I can see a settlement coming here, and. Again, they did. That's a problem. If it's so cut and dry, they met ten hours, and they're coming back on. They're coming back tomorrow on Monday. So if you're listening to this today, you might not have resolution on this. But ten hours. How how do you talk about? How do you not come with resolution on anything after ten hours? I don't know. I bet you Goodell's going to come in there and drop the hammer. Yeah, he's going to drop the hammer, man. And and even if he did catch a break and didn't, do you think the can you really honestly like trust that guy that he is going to stay like? Stay in the straight and narrow for the rest of the way. I mean, he's like going to be in. He's going to be a problem right. forever. So I, let me ask you. Let me ask you a question. So even if he wins the appeal, and say he's only suspended for half the year or something ridiculous like that, he's still got a Dewey 
after that. Right, that's... Which is one game, usually. Yeah, but that's... that's but not when you're in the program. Right, that's right. the thing that just totally, like... Game. Are you that, sure? I'm pretty sure. All right, I'm not sure on that. Yeah, I, me I neither. Thought Justin Blackman, like, got indefinitely suspended. Yeah, that, that's the thing that, to me, like, really just solidifies, like... Hey, say... Because up until then, he was testing well and everything like that. And if this sample came up and this failed test or whatever... But he backed it up with a DUI right after in another bonehead situation. I just the guy's not smart. Right, no one I would there. invest in. All right, and again, I think the guy's an idiot. And I again, but when he plays, he's he's the top receiver. Out he's there. awesome. Yeah. But hear this: when he did blow, uh, he blew barely over. It doesn't matter. Barely it doesn't over matter. On the, on the Dewey, but barely I'm over yeah. on the drug. It, there's a line, and he was above it on both of them. Right. But, but what's going to happen is, when I, the point is, he blew barely over. I bet he gets that reduced, reduced, and it won't be a D, DWI. I bet he, I, I will almost guarantee because it was so close, and he has enough money. I bet that, I bet that charge gets reduced. You're so optimistic. I, I don't. That, I mean, yeah, maybe. Could, I mean, that, I guess. I hope that. Yeah, I hope it is. but still, he's he's going to be done for. I mean, the year. I know I have, and again, he's still an idiot for drinking and driving. I don't, I don't recommend that. And we have friend, we have a friend. That's a cop as well, and we've no, he's telling me, you know, if you you can still be sober and blow over because it's, you just and it doesn't take much. You have a couple beers in your system. Definitely a big guy like Josh Gordon, where the alcohol content's still there, where he might have had a couple beers that felt he was fine. He's still again, he's an idiot, but I mean, I guess I'm not. No, I'm not even going to go on because that's just promoting yeah. the, the wrong thing. But at the same time, I mean, so Josh Gordon's value in a redraft league again, he's going later. I think he just has. He did. They did come out. He took seventy tests in the last year. Seventy tests that he came clean on, which is still it doesn't support his cause because he still takes his one time to be out forever. Right. It's it's so hard to talk about Josh Gordon because his upside is he's the number one fantasy receiver possible if he plays, and then he's just any he's second the, he'd be gone off your team. He's the number zero fantasy receiver and he's on the bench. Yeah, yeah. Anything. For me, if it's a redraft league, I don't touch him. I just let someone else mess with it. I mean, but I would assume. Everyone's we're gonna have resolution on this before, and we'll have a clear uh, uh, what's going on, a clear, uh, clear view, picture, yeah, yeah, clearer picture, right? Uh, people, next podcast, but yeah, some people are gonna be happy with what they got Josh Gordon for after he got suspended, and they all assumed it was a year. Uh, some people are gonna be happy they stayed on to him, and again, he's just somebody. Again, at first I said I was tweeting out that he's an idiot; he should be gone off your team. Take what you can get for him, and then when people were like, "What would you give up for him?" At the same time, his value was so low; it's like you just hold on to him. You just you just drive him off into you just ride him into nothingness. Because yeah, if you have him, you're holding him. If you if you don't have him, I mean, you're probably not gonna touch the guy right now. That's that's the way I feel about it. Yeah. Sure. All right. Well, I mean, if he, if he's in a start, if you're in a startup, he's going way later, and at some point, he does turn into a value. But I mean, I'm not taking him early and relying on him in any way. No, I, and I don't recommend it either. And uh, again, he, well, I told people if you do really do want to trade Gordon, wait till he comes back, wait till he plays a couple game games, blows it up, and get really good value for him again. Uh, yeah, so you know, Ray Rice is an idiot. Josh Gordon's an idiot. Justin Blackman's an idiot. Let's talk about something awesome. Let's talk about a Dynasty Nerds T-shirt. Uh, Let's do it. You know, these T-shirts again. If you want to enhance your wardrobe, walk around and. Make people's head turn and tell you how snazzy you look. It's a good looking tee, man. Great it tea. is. Mm-hmm. With our awesome logo our on awesome it. Logan. So if you want a free Dynasty Nerds t shirt and win, uh tweet at us. Tweet at us. Let's see what we can tweet at us. Uh tweet at my our favorite fantasy site is at Dynasty Nerds. Tweet out my favorite site is at Dynasty Nerds. And on Wednesday, uh Wednesday sometime mid afternoon, we'll pick a random tweeter. 
and we'll send you a free Dynasty Nerds t-shirt. So, again, if you want to win a snazzy, awesome Dynasty Nerds 50-50 t-shirt. 50-50 poly cotton blend. All you have to do is get on Twitter and tweet, my favorite fantasy site is at Dynasty Nerds. And, we, again, we'll pick one of you random listeners, and we'll give you a t-shirt. And, you know, there's thousands of you guys out there listening. So you have a better chance of winning this shirt than winning the lottery. Ooh, ooh, so, you gotta like that. You gotta like those odds. You gotta like those odds. And again, it's free ninety nine. Ooh, and we will send it to you. Uh, you know, just it's just a way for us to show that we really appreciate you guys listening to the podcast. Again, the podcast grows every single week, and we really thank you guys, uh, for helping us build this podcast to get it where it is today. Uh, we appreciate you guys liking us on iTunes and rating us on iTunes. Again, if you guys haven't already. We really do appreciate it when you do rate us on iTunes and leave a good comment. It helps us get out there more, keeps us on top of the rankings of the iTunes charts. And then if you're on Facebook, which billions of people are on Facebook, give us a like. Dynasty Nerds on Facebook, give us a like. Again, just helping us promote our site, helping us get more information out there. Uh, Again, we just do this. We're just here to help you guys win championships. Uh, We do all the studying for you guys, and we just want you guys to win. And all we uh, we just really appreciate you guys helping us out on iTunes and Facebook. And in return for all our podcast listeners, we will be doing our last couple of t-shirt giveaway giveaways have been on Twitter. So we want to look at a way to give back to all our podcast listeners. So again, just tweet. My favorite fantasy site is at Dynasty Nerds. We'll pick a random guy, random tweeter on Wednesday and give that away. Uh, in the meantime, make sure again on DynastyNerds.com and checking us out for all our updated once a day articles that we put out there daily. We will be updating our rankings this week, which will be exciting. We'll be tweeting that out, and that'll be on the site, so get on there for that. And uh, if you have any questions, hit us up on Twitter, at Dynasty Nerds. You can hit me up on Twitter. I'm at Dynasty Rich. I'm at Dynasty Matt. At Dynasty Nerd Mike. And, you know, if you use that way, Twitter, our forum. Anyway, we're always here to help. And until then, uh, we'll see how these games go this week. We have a lot of action to go on to. We'll have plenty to talk about next week. Hopefully, Josh Gordon will be a Brown and play this season. And if not, he's an idiot anyway. So until then, we'll talk to you guys next week. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks. Thanks, guys. Bye. Ready, set, Thanks for listening to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. Make sure to check us out at DynastyNerds.com for up-to-date Dynasty insight. And follow us on Twitter at Dynasty Nerds. 